Welcome into the AU Radio Comics Corner. I think you never outgrow your love of these stories. A weekly look at new and upcoming comic book releases. I loved anything that was imaginative, that was high concept, that was a little bit bigger than life. Join us. You guys are great. Pull up a beanbag chair, settle in, and thumb through this week's issues with George and Travis. Purveyors of entertainment, we hope. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome on down to the next issue of the Comics Corner uh, of the Caterpillar Cafe podcast. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Stuck the landing. Morning, George. Good morning, Travis. <laughs> we, uh, I had a really long day yesterday, and not to be that kind of a self-excusing kind of person, but I didn't read a whole lot, but we have a lot of really cool stuff to talk about anyways. Yeah. There was a lot of cool stuff that happened. Yeah. And... Weirdly, this week wasn't uh, all just Batman and Spider-Man. Yeah. It was kind of nice. Yeah. I mean, there were, in fact, still two Batman comics out, but, you know. And one one Spider-Man, but... There you go. Last week, good grief, we had so many many different Spider-Mans. It was crazy. Uh, But we'll start it off with the, uh, uh, you know, the Ben himself. Uh, We had Batman, (laughs) Curse of the White Knight. Book of One. Uh, it's the beginning of the second run of that uh, wonderful Sean Murphy comic. Yeah, that indeed happened. Indeed. <laughs> and I really liked it. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing where it goes. They do, um, as the cover will tell you, uh, they're introducing Azrael into this uh, into this kind of well, like weird Elseworld, Black Label, kind of a weird thing they have going on here. Um, But yeah, if you're looking at the variant cover, yeah, yes. (laughs) Oh my god, though. So it's um, it feels like it's mostly a standard length comic. It might be a little bit longer than normal, but holy crap, they put some work into this cover. Like it's just a single issue cover, but they did like the spot varnish on like the flaming sword aspect of the cover. Oh yeah, they look wonderful. Like oh my god, like it is so gorgeous. And Sean Murphy is just one of the best current superhero comic artists out there these days well artists kind of hands down but you know okay anyways that's out and seems like a wonderful guy yeah yeah he is he really is also we had detective comics 1008 which uh has a wonderful variant cover of mr freeze just looking all nice and uh kind of serial killer like I, i actually like the uh the regular cover better on this one. You know, this I, it was just the first one I happened upon. I will have to take a look at the regular one. The the regular one has uh, <laughs> has Batman and Joker on a on a uh, roller coaster. Oh, yeah, nice. That, that's what those things are called. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> the so upsy downsies. He's uh, Joker decides to go and take over an amusement park. Oh. As he is wont to do. Yeah, he he figures if uh, if the villains are going to take over and you know it's going to be the end of all the all the fun, he might mm. as well go out with a laugh. There you go. That's a it's a very Alan Moore killing joke Joker kind of a move, which is awesome. Well, I mean, I don't know, maybe not awesome, but it's a, it's a nice throwback. Certainly, yeah. Uh, Justice League Dark number thirteen. Very nice. Today. Is that the one that has Wonder Woman taking uh, Doctor Fate's helmet? Yeah, nice. They're uh, that looked intriguing. They're looking to uh, get another sorcerer in the mix. Right on. But possibly being Wonder Woman. Um, or maybe not. Maybe. Yeah. All right. All right. Might be somebody else. That's fair. Uh, Justice League regular twenty-seven is out this week. 
Um, I think every almost every single DC book out this week is tying into Year of the Villain, um, The Offer, which yeah. is the uh, Lex Luthor um, kind of dividing up his entirety of his wealth to fund every superhero, or sorry, supervillain, um, effectively is, you know, across the face of the planet to, uh, to fund whatever, you know, uh, villainous, uh, you know, um, enterprises that they would be looking to uh, expand upon and, you know, make their superheroes, uh, life, you know, a lot harder because of it's a, that sounds like a very convoluted Lex Luthor's given all the bad guys all his money. <laughs> that's, that's what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. We kind of explained it a couple, we did, we co- did a couple shows ago. <laughs> but we're right in the thick of it, so we're uh, we're up to our waist, and all these villains having a lot more uh, resources at their disposal than they're used to. And right in the middle of having all those really cool cardstock variant covers, yeah, yeah, they're they're charging a buck more. But if you ever like just pick one up and look through it, the the cover itself is like, I, I mean, cardstock, I guess, as it, but it's a super nice quality of cover that they're doing. Yeah, were there any other DC ones on your stack? Uh, I didn't bring up any. Oh, okay. Uh, had a cool dark horse. Uh, we're we're getting more of the, the alien story. F- oh yeah, started. rescue, isn't it? Yeah. The cool. Further's the tale of uh, Amanda Ripley and the girl that I constantly forget her name. <laughs> it starts with a Z, I think. You, you're probably right. Anyway, they've <laughs> been they've been paired together in the last like three story arcs, and now they're presumed dead after uh, they landed on a moon and rescued a bunch of people and gotcha yeah uh on the alien note uh we actually had the collected edition of alien 3 the uh unreleased uh william gibson script that was uh very likely going to be way better than the the kind of crappy movie that was in fact alien 3 <laughs> so uh, that's I, out yeah i have mixed feelings about that movie yeah i mean uh, it doesn't have a lot going for it. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's like the worst movie ever, but it's definitely not as good as the other Alien movies. Yeah, got to say I was kind of disappointed going to the theater and seeing that one. Yeah. <laughs> but what are you going to do? Hey, shout out to Jason for having me watch that for the first time. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> uh, uh, Invisible Kingdom also came out from uh, the Dark Horse uh, Virgin Lines. Very nice. Uh, I, I gotta ask once you once you uh, hop off of the dark horse train. I gotta ask, did you read Star Pig? I did indeed read Star Pig. Okay, what a, I I brought I I tried <laughs> to get to it, but I was just so hosed. I did not have the energy in me to read many comics last night. What, what's the elevator pitch on Star Pig? I greatly enjoyed it. So Star Pig centers around this. Uh, this group of kids that are going to space camp. Okay. In space. As you do. And, uh, of course, an accident happens. Uh, it kind of starts out like uh, the, uh, what's the other star one where they're traveling through and they get hit by a comet or whatever? Oh, see, uh, like Sea of Stars? Yeah, Sea of Stars. Okay. So they get hit by something out in space and okay. the, their little shuttle a school bus thing breaks apart. Oh, no. And the main character gets saved by a giant space tardigrade. (laughs) Is that what they're called? Yeah. Uh, Also known as the water bear. Water bear? And this one just calls himself uh, the star pig. Okay, cool. (laughs) 
I like that. The artwork is really delightful. I, I, I need to actually get to reading this one. I always say that, but I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a really solid effort. Yeah, it was a it was a cute uh, book. Uh, there's a couple characters that she runs into that uh, don't quite know what humans are. Okay. <laughs> you know, flipping the script a little bit. Yeah, I like it. Uh, over at Image, we had a couple of spicy releases that I wanted to shout out. Um, we had Middle West, number nine. We're getting, I think we're probably a good halfway through the second story arc. Um, and, my God, just this one cover, the the main cover on it by George Corona. Um, he's He's cutting his teeth on this comic book. He's always been a good artist, but this is like showing his quality to such a level that I I can't believe, I mean, I can believe it's the same artist, but I can't believe how much progress he's had in just, like, nine short issues. Yeah. Like, it's been good the whole time, but, like, I can't, I, I, I love the guy. It's not just because his name is George, either. <laughs> There's some really dramatic scenes in this comic, uh, in this issue in particular. Mm. They're, uh, they're getting close to figuring out what's going on with the, God, what's his name? Abel? Abel, yeah. yeah, with the uh, the storm inside of him, and mm-hmm. he gets sent on a quest in this one. Very nice. Uh, the end of the second story arc of Farmhand also came out, <clears throat> and nice. it's getting you're getting to they're they're pulling back the curtain on some of the conspiracy stuff, just like I was hoping for. Um, he says in the letter after the issue that the third story arc is going to be when you learn about all the secrets and the the you know the the revealing of the darker things that are happening. So <laughs> the, the curtain will be pulled back. Yes, uh, and I don't think it's going to start back up until like November at this point. So we're going to be waiting a little while. But that's okay. It'll be a high-quality book when it comes back. It'll give me a chance to catch up. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, well, that'll happen. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, I don't know. If I feel like if you start reading it over again at one, you, you'll you'll probably just not want to stop. Yeah. but Especially if they're all sitting there right in front of me. Right. Uh, we had Curse Words. Oh, nice. Number 23. Good old wizard comics. Um, I, was, I was an issue behind, so I didn't read this issue i was i failed it happens i I fully i I, well i was hoping that i would be able to read the previous one and this one and then be caught up but i didn't do that i'll forgive you weatherman number two that's right the second volume derek you'll have to talk about that tomorrow on the podcast indeed i didn't read it but jen read it and is loving it. Still. Nice, nice. I love the cover. What is that? Like a giant rat thing that the gal is writing? Maybe that was a variant cover. Oh yeah, that's variant. That looked delightful. Um, you got anything else from Image? Uh, not from Image. Okay. I've got a got a few like indies and smaller guys. Yeah, go ahead and shut those guys out. Uh, the second issue of Crucified came out. Uh, we had. We finally got the second issue of the Dungeons and Dragons: A Darkened Wish. Oh yeah, there's a bunch of people that are going to be excited about that one. Yeah, <laughs> I was super excited, and then I started reading it and realized, wow, I don't remember anything that happened in the first one because <laughs> it was like half a year ago. No joke, it, it was. I think out. this one was supposed to come out in like February. Yeah, it was forever ago. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's back. 
But it's finally out, so pick up number one and number two. Why not? Uh, Grumble, number eight. Very nice. Out. Hot off the heels of the trade coming out last week, I think, which collected the first five, I think? Yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, one that everybody was asking about, Archie versus Predator <laughs> 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're having like way too much fun over there. I mean, good for them, but come on, yeah. it's, it's. I mean, it, like it's it's fine. Like it's doing exactly what crossovers in comic books are supposed to do, which is being dumb, fun, and cheesy. Yeah, and that's not meant to be an insult, even though it totally sounds like it. <laughs> we had uh, what is becoming kind of our catchphrase: the penultimate issue <laughs> of Planet of the Nerds. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> That's just a fun word, and everybody gets it wrong. We're the only ones that gets it right. <laughs> I mean, I guess within the comic book industry, it is used right, but outside of it, you know, figured out people. <laughs> figured out. Yeah, there's some secrets that are revealed. Uh, we're getting close to the to everything coming to a head. They're, Very nice. They're confronting the guy that uh, that froze them for thirty years. I like it. Some uh, crazy stuff is going to happen in the next issue. Ah. That's probably going to make a great read and trade. I'm I'm holding out for that. I'm I'm saying that because I'm I'm a slacker and I'm not actually reading that one. It's a it it's a hilarious. For uh, you, this one has a great opening uh, where they're just amazed at how the world has changed. Nice. Uh, another close to the end of the story is Bone Parish with uh, issue 11, I believe. Nice, yeah. Also the penultimate issue. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that one I won't even mention. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Warlord of Mars Attacks, number two, came out. Okay, very nice. Uh, I'll show you the, I'll show you the one, yeah. Oh, God. Uh, thank you. Thank you. All right. Moving right along. I only ordered in one for me, so too bad. Uh, and last from uh, the, the little guys, uh, but definitely not a little comic, was Dark Red, number five. Ooh. Which is the end of the first story arc. Uh, I am absolutely loving this comic. Very nice. Uh, Tim t- Seeley doing a vampire working at a working at a convenience store comic. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Just making sure I had that right. Yep. Tim Seeley writing a vampire that uh, is uh, fighting uh, Nazi vampires. Oh, that's right. They threw back and were <laughs> telling like uh, more of like his origin or whatever in the last one that you were mentioning. Or yeah. or was it just like a? I mean, how old is this guy? Do we have any idea? Uh, he was turned in World War Two. Oh, okay. Okay. So kind of an origin story. Yeah. Cool. You get you get a an impression for what uh, was going on. The the Nazis were trying to use the um. This is a couple issues ago, so it's yeah, not, not yeah. real spoilers. Sure. Yeah. But uh, the the Nazis were using the vampires as uh, a reason for deeming other people as subhuman. Okay. Okay. Kind of raising hysteria and pointing their finger and, yeah, we need to wipe these people out. Okay. Cool. Get in. Well, yeah. I mean, it's very Nazi stuff, you know. <laughs> Nazi, not so good? Yeah, not Nazi, not, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Something like that. Something. There's something in there, <laughs> but we didn't find it. So, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, might as well just knock out the big one. Um it's uh, House of X starting back up with the uh, 
the Jonathan Hickman run. And, um, yeah, uh, this was a confusing kind of a book, <laughs> which is so much, so much of a standard of Jonathan Hickman style. Like he, okay, so let me actually frame it up, not just give it a vague, oh, it's confusing. He is a, um, graphic designer. Like he has, like, I think he, if he didn't go to school for it, he's exceptionally skilled in it. And he uses that, uh, graphic design background in, the layout of how he presents his book. And so he'll frame up a few pages of story, you know, 10, 20 pages of story, and then give you a bit of a background flavor graphic, um, which is meant to give context to the background of the story. And if you pay close enough attention, it gives you a lot of context to the background of the story. Um, but it's, it's such a weird, different thing. Anyways, uh, the story itself is, uh, it takes place mostly on, uh, Krakoa, which is the Island that the mutants have, um, uh, basically, I, Krakoa is a living yeah. continent. Basically, he is like a sentient, like land of you know yeah, massive it kinda, land. It showed up. Was it around even before the giant size X Men number one? Where because that's that's where the original team were battling the island, and then they got they got caught in it, and then Xavier had to go and find like Nightcrawler and Wolverine and Storm and all those. You know. That sounds about right. I just don't know enough about the X-Men's history to, to claim 100% that I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely that. Yeah. I know that's uh, that's what was going on in that story, but I don't, okay. I don't know if it was, like, something that happened a bunch before that storyline. Gotcha. Uh, I got to say, though, uh, Xavier is kind of creepy in this book. Yeah, he is. He's doing the whole... <laughs> well, it it's funny. It reminds me of um, this kid named Babylon in East of West... That is basically the child apocalypse. Oh, no. And he has a balloon that's like his sentient teacher, but it's super evil. <laughs> <laughs> but he wears this mask thing that kind of looks like the, you know, the, uh, 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 oh, God, what is, it, what is it called? Cerebro? Yeah. Yeah, the Cerebro thing that he's wearing, like, as a, as a, like a helmet. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully that's not just meant to be, like, a reminder of, you know, the apocalypse kid from East of West, because it's Xavier and, you know... He seems like he's uh totally uh being kind of a kind of a nice tyrant and uh dictator almost kind of a thing where he sends Magneto out to have this uh political meeting with a bunch of world leaders and he's basically saying like hey you know uh we could be taking over everything right now but we're just sticking to our island so don't mess with us we are your gods now yeah <laughs> so that, you know <laughs> take, it's take that as you will yeah. uh, humans <laughs> No joke, and Magneto's wearing his nice, like, classy white getup and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so there's a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of stuff going on in this first book. Um, oh, I love it though! At the end of the book, they give you a list of all the known Omega level mutants and why they are Omega level. Yeah, I love that. Like, that's the kind of thing. It's, it's uh, one of the graphics that Jonathan Hickman uh, threw in here, and I wouldn't be surprised if he references back to a bunch of these characters throughout this run. So. Anyways, I uh, I really, really liked it, and it's probably a bit of the Jonathan Hickman, you know, inborn fan in myself, but um, I also do appreciate the X-Men when they're written well, and this is definitely a well-written comic book, even if it's super huge and high concept and doing a lot of things at the same time. I still really liked it. I, yeah, I was worried that I wouldn't know what was going on, but because uh, I haven't really read any X titles recently but 
as, as long as you kind of know who people are, it seemed to be not so confusing. Yeah, no, it wasn't too bad. Um, and th- what I actually really, really appreciate about this um, and then the power of X is that they're going to be coming out. Well, one of them will be coming out every week for, I believe, the next 12 weeks. So if you want just a weekly dose of X-Men, that's going to be a consistently released story. So you don't have to like wait a few weeks and then forget. Um, I, I'm definitely going to stay on top of this one and keep this one read every single week. So we'll, uh, I'll report back. Yeah, and they seem to uh, uh, be color coding the uh, the the X symbol on the on the covers. Okay. So the the House of X and the Powers of X that are together are mm-hmm. going to be the same color. Okay, cool. Because the reading list at the back kind of does a little paradiddle. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. I like it's that. I like powers, that. House, yeah. powers, house, powers, 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 house, 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 house. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. A comic paradiddle. Paired yeah. titles. So keep that in mind, kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're good. Uh, we had also moving on from... Um, the uh, beginning of something new to the uh, the epilogue of something super old. Yeah. Um, uh, Marvels, the uh, comic that they've been remastering and kind of re-releasing recently, um, has a new epilogue. And it's totally drawn by Alex Ross. And he, they didn't phone it in and get somebody that's like, oh, he paints too. <laughs> Let's get Jed. <laughs> he's, he's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, but it's actually, it looks like a really cool story. Um, I'm planning on picking up, they have a remastered edition of, uh, of Marvel's that's going to come out with this epilogue printed with it. So rather than just pick this up and read this without, without having reread it, I'm going to um, probably check that out when it comes out. But some really, really wonderful painted artwork from Alex Ross. Not that he doesn't ever knock it out of the park, but, um... Marvel's, if you don't know, is uh, effectively the entire history of the Marvel Universe told in, or not the entirety, but the main, you know, talking points of Marvel's history told in one concise story um, by Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross, which is a hell of a creative team. And uh, All told through the perspective of a reporter at the Daily Bugle. Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, which so, coincidentally we mm-hmm. had a the history of the Marvel Universe number one came out. Yeah, which is uh, I mean, kind of this a similar idea, probably executed very differently. But um, but Mark Wade is writing it, and Javier Rodriguez is drawing it, and Javier Rodriguez is a phenomenal artist. Um, I saw him first on Spider Man, uh, quite a long time ago, but he did some really really awesome work on on uh mr spidey and i'm he is a wonderful pick to do this kind of grand scale um marvel uh you know whatever the the history of the marvel universe which kind of says it all in the title (laughs) yeah uh we also had uh, a new number one in the form of jane foster valkyrie um which is going to be uh jason aaron and al ewing on the artwork and a an artist or sorry on the writing and then an artist that i haven't seen for a long time uh kafu just one of those like one name you know like artist names um and he had done a lot of really good work like five ten years ago Hmm. and i haven't seen him for a while i'm sure he's probably been still getting work but just on books that i haven't been reading but this is a really good looking book nice so I uh, and I have really enjoyed um, Jason Aaron's, you know, writing on uh, Jane Foster, and uh, can't wait to see what they do with this one. Uh, 
There's an unexpected character riding a Pegasus on the uh, on the cliffhanger page. It's uh, it's kind of a kind of a out of left field thing. We'll see where that goes going forward. I think this is an ongoing series, if I'm not much mistaken. So we'll uh, we'll have to check into that. Yeah, right on the uh, the wings of them, Marvel announcing the new Thor. Yeah, of course <laughs> they would they would line that up. I you know the the Love and Thunder movie, which is going to be Thor four, having Jane Foster as Thor in it. I feel that is totally fine. Like I have no issues with that whatsoever. Yeah, you know. Well, it's already happened in the comics. Why not? Right, exactly. <laughs> and you know, I, I love the uh, the whole argument on there where everybody's all up in arms and you know, oh, when it's when it's the dude, it's just Thor. When it's when it's her, it's the female Thor. And then somebody, one of the artists from the the books, got on and and corrected them and said, no, actually, it's the mighty Thor. Mm. <laughs> Indeed. I hope that was uh, Russell Dodderman. That guy's awesome. I don't remember who it was, but <laughs> either way, yeah, sh- shut up, everybody else. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody's allowed their opinion. You can say what you want, <laughs> I guess, but but we we here at the you know Comics Corner podcast are totally cool with it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, strong female characters, mm-hmm. uh, Magnificent Miss Marvel number five came out. Right on. She's still traveling around in space. And gets a new costume. Does she really? Yeah. I'm going to have to look at that. It's uh, not, like, drastically different, but, uh, yeah. Uh, he might be making some choices that uh, kind of disagree with certain people in my house. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Writing-wise. Is that, was, is that Jen? Yeah. Oh, okay. she, she was a little upset last night when she read it. Just in the sense that, uh, as a character, she's uh, uh, Kamala's one of those characters, uh, one of the few ones that actually has like a healthy home relationship with her family. Okay, everybody's around, everybody gets along, all of that. And right, that might be uh, getting a little upset. <laughs> Come on, Kamala. Yeah. Uh, also had a comic called Fearless. Which told stories of uh, like some of the the heavy hitters in, of the Marvel female variety. Nice, like America and uh, Captain uh, Marvel, and Cap, uh, Captain Marvel, Scarlet Witch. Very nice, Emma Frost. Those guys that looked really cool. Yeah, if I if I had any idea <laughs> that I was going to be like super energetic and have a lot of time for comics, I would have took that one home too. But not this week. We could have just stayed up and just, yeah. <laughs> no, I'll admit, I will admit, I totally, uh, once once I threw in my comic book towel before I went to bed, just while I was kind of just, you know, just not giving my brain any stress for the rest of the day, I started watching Hellboy, which came out yesterday. I ended up uh, going and picking up the Mike Mignola, uh, like, steelbook artwork version of... Uh, of of the like the limited edition thing at Best Buy yesterday morning. Not to shout out Best Buy, and this is not a paid advertisement. <laughs> I just really wanted the one with it, Mike Mignola's artwork on it. It, it just happened to be the place that you, you could get the tin. Yep. 
so yeah, that was uh, that's out in the world. So if you are tired of hearing us talk about Hellboy on these podcasts, but uh, want to check it out, uh, I highly encourage you go check out that movie because you you probably heard the wrong thing about it in the in the in the critics. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that's all I've got for the week. I actually uh, there were a couple of trades out this. Oh, there are. I don't know if they're just new to us or if they're new to the industry, but there's a wonderful like two in one omnibus edition of Scott Pilgrim that we just got in. Uh, when I was entering them yesterday, we had not ever happened. Okay, had had that version of the colorized uh, Scott Pilgrim before, which anyway. also important. Yes, they are indeed in the updated color edition, not the black and white old ones. But uh, but yeah, good stuff. Um, so there's some really cool ones. Uh, there's also some really nice uh, editions of Berserk. Oh yeah, that's if, right. If you're a fan of that manga. Or wanted to get into it. There's, I, I forget what the edition is called, like Master Edition or something like something that. like that. But they're really nice hardbound, oversized editions yep. of uh, of those books. One of the problems that I have with manga is that it is typically really small print. <laughs> like they're just in those digest size things. So whenever, whenever they come out with these like oversized editions, it's actually significantly easier on my eyes because <laughs> yeah. I have old man eyes and they have a hard time looking at little writing. <laughs> but yeah, especially when you're used to uh the the American sized comics. Right, 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 right. But uh yeah. If um, you if if you want to give me a hard time about why I did that, you can come and talk to me in the store, but I don't want to I don't want to unpack that on the podcast. It's just sad. <laughs> we don't want to be sad. No, we want to be uh not sad. Um, so I think that's uh, that about wraps us up for the week. Yeah, we're right about there. Um, gosh, what's coming out next week? I, I didn't even look at it. Absolute Carnage. Is that uh, so? Oh, are we going to have a special guest for that? Ooh, show? we'll tease it, but we won't confirm because we haven't actually talked to him this week. Oh, but we might have a guest on. <laughs> he's talked to me a couple of times. Okay, all right. You know who you are. <laughs> We'll uh, we'll get you up here and talk about some Spidey comics. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, until then we uh, we'll, uh, we we appreciate you checking us out. Um, you know we have a, uh, you know we have a uh, we have stuff. You know you can you can support us in other ways. You know we got like a, a, a Patreon that you can go check out at uh, AU Radio Podcast and uh, you know stuff. If you if you want to throw some support, we appreciate it. If not, we're uh, we're happy to keep recording. Yeah, and uh, keep checking like our Twitter and that. We might be having an announcement for a possible thing that you could do with the Patreon. So check that out. I, I won't say anything here because I actually haven't talked to George about it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll all figure about out about that following this recording. Yeah. All right. On that note. Bye. bye. You've been listening to AU Radio Comics Corner. Music is provided by Cubby and Bensound.com. Views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Adventures Underground. AU Radio Podcast is a production of Adventures Underground. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. If you'd like to contact the show, follow us on Twitter at AU underscore radio. Facebook at AU Radio Podcast. Instagram at au.radio or you can email the show at podcast at advunderground.com.
You can also support this show and all the shows on AU Radio by becoming a patron of the AU Radio Network. Find us on Patreon as AU Radio at Adventures Underground. You can help us create this podcast and soon several others with as little as a dollar a month. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.